0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Imagine a year where an adaptation of one of my favorite book series is turned into a movie.
2: That I can barely finish. <laughs>
3: uh. <laughs>
2: that, that sounds like every year, Sancho.
0: The year is two thousand and one. 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 one, 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 one.
1: Welcome to oldie but a It's episode 201. We are back doing movies from 2001. And this week we're talking about the original Polish movie based off The Witcher books. My name is Sandy Sandro. I'm joined by Zaki Zack, and our guest is Sandy Sandy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's an important distinction. <laughs>
1: They're similar but different. Zach, I feel like it's a whole new era with uh, episode 201. And what a way to start it with this awful
2: film. With um, <laughs> this banger.
3: You know what, guys? I'm thinking about it. I don't think he ever takes his shirt off.
2: Yeah, and I'm very disappointed as well. Yeah,
3: I just that didn't even occur to me while I was watching it. But now I, I did feel like something was missing.
2: Zach, the first
1: impressions, I'll, I'll start with you. What did you think of this? Well. S- seen as your, you've seen the Netflix show, haven't you? Yes. So at, at least you would have had some idea as to what was going on.
2: Yeah, I haven't read the book um, because I'm a lazy millennial. Wow. And don't do those things. But like, I've, I've seen the show. I've played the game. I know the media. Um, I felt like I'd seen this before somewhere. What? But this was, like, a fan parody that was made by, okay. like, students. Okay.
3: That's pretty harsh.
2: That's damning. But like, but, like, it had a really high budget for a fan parody, you know? <laughs> it did, actually. And, and in, in a fan parody, they at least, like, care about the medium. Like, that's the one thing that they're doing is, like, they, they very much care about the story and everything. You know, so I felt like this, wa- this wasn't as bad as you're seeming to spout. You really seem to hate this. I thought it was all right.
3: It's far from the worst movie that you guys have made me watch.
2: This <laughs> is This is true. This
1: is true.
3: Far from it. Although I will say something. I thought it was... I thought it was from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> right up until the CGI. I was, so most of my comments, just be aware that I'm operating on the assumption
0: <laughs> that this was
3: made in the 80s. And if you think about it in that sense, it actually is quite good.
1: Yeah, because if it was made in the 80s, then it, you know, it's before the books. So that's impressive,
3: actually. And it f- prescient, if you will. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first comment is, I love 80s medieval. Everything looks dirty and everyone looks cold. And, you know, apart from the fact that this was made in 2001. I think that comment still holds up. Maybe, you know, maybe Poland, it's still the 80s, in a sense.
1: Yeah, I've got some, some fun facts uh, later on. And yeah, Poland... Oh, I was
3: hoping you did. There were a couple of things I was like, should I research this? Like, I have a question. I was like, no, Sandra will tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to work.
1: Well, that's it. I've read the books. I love the books. Mm. And um, the Netflix show is pretty good. I haven't seen season two because I got annoyed when they started putting the video game stuff into the story. Um, this butchers the books. There's some stuff in this that that I, like, I was confused maybe because I know what the story's meant to be. Mm. Yeah. So because they changed some things, I was like, wait, what are they doing? And I got, like, quite confused with it. Also, uh, I watched this on, like, three times speed at the end. It just, like, casually the speed that I was, like, watching this at got uh, faster and faster as I got more and more Done with it.
3: And the pacing got better (laughs) and better, weirdly enough. Yeah, I know.
1: It's odd, Mm. isn't
2: it?
3: There you go.
1: (laughs) That one fight scene that that I watched like three times speed was amazing.
2: Oh god, he moves so fast. Look, I'll say it's my second favorite adaptation of the books.
3: (laughs) Well that's considering that there's three adaptation adaptations at least, that's so do you hate the games or do you hate the Netflix or Yeah,
1: one of them's gotta go. No no no. I put everything else above it. That sounds like a cop out answer. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I don't know if that holds up, Zach. I think you for- maybe forgot about the games.
1: So, Zach has yeah played the games, seen the show. Sandy, you've also done the same, right? Haven't
3: you? I've seen the show and I have observed housemates playing the games. But let me just say that that Gwent music is forever embedded in my brain.
1: We'll get into some fun facts in a second and also go through the plot of this movie. Um, I'm just going to quickly say, though, spoilers for the TV show. Yeah. Just watch the show if you haven't, because we're probably going to spoil some of the best stories
0: from the
3: TV show. And it's going to be worse. Let's be real. (laughs) So it's not only is it going to ruin the TV show. It's it's not gonna be it's, or it's you know it's not really gonna live up to you know that as an experience in and of itself.
1: No, it won't. It won't.
3: So yeah, if you if you like The Witcher but wish it was worse, this is the film for you.
1: <laughs> if you like The Witcher, mm. but wish it was
2: as dated as the first game, uh, <laughs>
1: give this one a shot.
3: And like, who's to say what your taste is, you know?
2: Yeah, so this would definitely be, like, my fifth favourite adaption, I guess. Although I haven't played the first two games. Wow.
3: So you're still going to put them over? Yeah, that's fair. I understand.
2: Uh, Look, I'm just going over assumptions.
1: I assume they're better than this. That's probably some, like, adult film based off The Witcher that's
0: better
2: than this too. (laughs)
3: Yeah, at least, like, the wig would be better. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you'd see some bare chest in that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I want to see his, like, gnarly scars on his chest. That's
2: it. They did have a thing where when he fought at the end, he had, like, the whip scars.
3: Oh, like the blood showing through the shirt or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah. But that was, like, the minimal detail that they needed to include.
3: It's a bit of a consolation prize, in my opinion. (laughs) Yes,
2: it (laughs) was. Yeah. Congratulations!
1: You've reached the end of the movie. Here, have some blood.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway, Zach, what else came out this week in uh, in in, in two thousand and one that I probably should have picked over this?
2: Well, uh, you know, not necessarily. We've got a heist. was is a uh, surprisingly a heist film. Whoa. Uh, starring Danny DeVito and the OG Lex Luthor himself, uh, Gene Hackman.
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah? Yeah, uh, it's a good heist film. Lots of twists and turns.
2: <laughs> life as a horse? No, sorry. Life as a house. Whoops. Oh my! I was like, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I was intrigued as well. I'm like, I don't remember this from last week.
3: Life as a horse.
2: No, life as a house. That's way worse. It's about a guy who tries to mend his relationship with his family when he's diagnosed with a terminal cancer. Oh. Oh, no.
3: How much shirtlessness is there, though?
2: Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> Maze, a guy with OCD and Tourette's falls in love with his best friend's pregnant girlfriend.
1: Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> don't do that, mate. <laughs> yeah. That I'm... sounds like something that we'd get Sandy on to
2: review in the 80s. <laughs>
3: yeah. Shades yeah. of Rio, yeah. <laughs> God, it's like I'm there.
2: It's funny because that's been a phrase Sandra has used for a lot of these films. It's like, ah, oh, <laughs> that sounds like something awful we'd make Sandy
0: watch.
3: It's just nice to be thought of. Mickey Mouse's magical Christmas.
2: Uh, Snow <laughs> in at the House of Mouse. That's a too long title.
3: But it sounds like, well, I mean, it tells you exactly what to expect.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, true. I don't even need to tell you the synopsis there. You kind of know what's happening. Yeah, no, just move on.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we had uh, Shallow how. Oh, God. A shallow man who falls in love with a 300-pound woman because of her inner beauty.
3: Well, that seems like it has a nice message. <laughs> And I'm sure they handled it really well in 2001.
2: I'm sure they did. Hey, well, if it it makes you more confident, it stars Gwyneth Paltrow.
3: Is she the fat woman? Yes. I have to look at this. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, I think it's a different actor, but then Jack Black
1: sees the woman as Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I've seen okay. some clips from this movie, and we've done some shitty comedies this year, but this one's on, on a whole different level.
3: Yeah, no, shallow How. Yeah, nah, it was her. She was in a suit. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh,
2: no. I'm sure they were very sensitive about the topic.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they handled it really well. Is that Bradley Cooper?
2: And in my imaginative world, that's where it will stay, that they were very sensitive and it was a great comedy that yeah, I will never Yeah, and you know watch.
3: what? Oscar-winning actress Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm sure she knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone loves
2: her. Anyway,
1: The Witcher, also known as The Hexer, it depends, the direct translation is is the Hexer, but the game's renamed it to the Witcher. Anyway, uh it was released November 9th. So basically, right? This movie, the pacing was off, right? I think mm. we can all agree the pacing was a bit off in the movie. Mm. It was quite slow.
3: But but it went so fast. It felt like it felt like that everything happened very fast.
2: Yeah. It, yeah.
3: Uh like It feels like certain things that were supposed to be important were like brief flashes in a montage, and I was like, wait, what happened?
1: It almost feels like this was a TV show that was then condensed to be a movie, right? Mm.
2: Oh, that's what they should do, make it into a TV show. That would be good.
3: Yeah, maybe they can mess with the timelines, so stupid Mm. bitches like myself don't know what's happening when.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot they did that in in the Netflix one.
3: I'm like, wait a minute, that was the past? But it looks the same.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't know the story, that was, that was, even though I knew the story was hard to follow, I was like, wait, when are we? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Anyway, I think they, once we get to season two, it smooths out, I think.
1: Yeah, so this movie, right, is a two-hour condensed version of a 13-episode TV show that aired in 2002.
3: (laughs) Oh! Oh, that explains it
1: yep they filmed they filmed a hexa 13 episode run and they were like we'll we'll uh we'll turn it into a movie so there are episodes of the show condensed to be 20 minutes long in this movie like the dragon story
3: oh that makes sense because it was very episodic and it felt like the actors had info that we didn't as well at certain times
2: Yes. Oh, that's, that's, that's unfortunate. I think this would have been better as a show, as we have discovered nowadays.
1: Well, people did think that the show was better, but everyone was so angry about the movie that the show was cancelled.
3: Oh. oh, that's sad. <laughs> Sometimes you just fuck yourself. It's true. And there's nothing to be done.
1: Quote, unquote. Um, There are, like, episodes that we only get singular scenes of, as you mentioned, Sandy. There were two episodes uh, exploring Geralt's backstory that we only got, like, five minutes of at the start of the movie. Was
3: that the sexy flashback?
1: I think that was also, yeah, the sexy flashback with Yennefer.
3: Yeah, that was honestly nowhere near as sexy as I was led to expect by the music, the the woman going, oh, (laughs) in the background.
1: Well, I think the show is meant to be more, there might be more, there's definitely more nudity in the show because there's nothing really in the, uh, in the movie, but I think Wait, they... are
3: you saying there's nudity in the show?
1: I think so. Looks like we're we going to watch all 13 episodes.
3: <laughs> I guess we're going to have to for posterity and <laughs> researchers' sake.
1: But yes, they do change a bunch of stuff and and the order of things. Yeah. And oh, there's that one moment where Geralt goes up to like the bad guy of the movie, and he's like, "Remember when I embarrassed you with that trial?" That's probably an episode that they just <laughs> didn't include in the movie.
3: Probably. And I'm. Let me just say that also that I didn't know who the bad guy was, and I felt like there was like three or four bad bald guys that <laughs> I couldn't keep straight. It was a bit
2: hard to follow.
3: And one of them had, like, history with him, maybe, I'm not sure. But did he have hair in the flat? I don't know.
2: Yeah, at the start of the film, you see uh, the Witcher guy attack civilians. Yes. A little little baby Geralt. That's he's what, like, that was
3: the thing where I was like, are we witnessing a witch's schism? But then the montage passes like so quickly. I'm like, did that even happen or was that just like vibe setting?
2: I believe that's the main bad guy that we follow then. I think it is actually, yeah. Because he then starts
1: a group of mercenaries and is recruited by Nilfgaard. To- yes.
2: Righto. That's, that's the main villain, so I was able to pick up on that. Yeah. But there were, like, other ones. Like, at the very end there, we have this baron, kind of out of nowhere.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: That That is like, hmm, seems like you were lying, other main bad guy. <laughs> well... Uh, I'm gonna make you guys fight to the death. I sure hope the witcher doesn't beat you. Ha ha.
1: Yeah, but then we're like, wait, he's lying about what? Because we never got any explanation <laughs> yeah. as to what's going on. Yeah, it was very confusing and hard to follow. It's kind of like it's kind of like if they took um, the Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon and turned it into a three-hour movie, but didn't explain all the random time jumps and recasting mm. <laughs> that happens during that show. It's very odd. Uh, so yeah, both the show and the movie are directed by a guy called. Marek Brodsky, um, this is the only thing that he's ever directed as the head director. Why? But he has done a lot of second unit directing. He was the second unit director of Schindler's List.
3: Was he really? Well, he proved himself, didn't he? I would have watched this and been like... I, I trust you. <laughs> yeah? With my intellectual property.
1: The cast are all actors who haven't done a whole lot of stuff, a lot of like Polish TV shows, but Michael Zabrowski, who does play Geralt of Rivia, he has done a bunch of Polish dubs for American things.
3: Ooh, who's he oh, yeah. played?
1: So he's the Polish Sinbad. Ooh. Mm. Okay. In the animated movie Sinbad. Uh, he's the Polish Doctor Strange.
3: That's fun. Polish Benedict Cumberbatch?
1: Yep, yep, yep. In uh, in a bunch of the Marvel stuff and he's the Polish Witcher for the Netflix show.
3: Oh, oh, Sandra, <laughs> oh, genuinely yes. that warmed my heart that warmed my little heart.
1: I know I saw that and I went, "Oh, that's nice oh, actually." Oh,
3: <laughs> actually, yes. You know what? And you know he wasn't that bad. Like he de- he doesn't deserve this show.
1: No, I think he's actually pretty good. He looks He was
3: like the most convincing actor, you know, in that like they did him dirty with the beard and the hair, but like that's not his fault. And he was quite like at the end with Siri and everything, I thought that was quite moving actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why I don't want to say this was the, the worst thing ever. Like when your main character is is pretty good, you mm. know, it goes a long way.
3: I mean, he's not look. He's no Henry Cavill. Let's be real. No. <laughs> yeah, look, it's hard to
2: compare, right? Oh, I don't want to do that, you know. But he was pretty good. Yeah, no, I think he's
1: good. Uh, I think um he looks the part. He almost looks like Chris Pine in some moments too.
3: Mm, yeah, maybe a bit. I think
1: the cast for like. The main characters are good. I think Ciri's good. The brief moments we get with Yennefer, I think, were good.
3: Although, I will say Siri's dub was a bit weird. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. obviously, she's a, she's a little child actress. For whatever reason, they didn't like her vocal performance or whatever. Or they, you know, child labor laws meant they couldn't have her dub her own stuff. Mm-mm. And so... <laughs> It sounds weird. It's like a teenager's clearly dubbed over. Oh,
1: the quick Calanthe was great.
3: I liked her, and I love the fact that they put her in a wimple. And now let me tell you this: (laughs) everyone nowadays, modern medieval movies, way too scared of wimples. Okay. Everyone is a pussy except me.
0: (laughs) 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 Yep. Put
3: your women in wimples. Stop using curling irons. They didn't have them back then. Mm -hmm. Cover your hair with a little white scarf. And your neck as well, because that shit's too sexy for the medieval times.
1: Well, it looks like you've just got to make your own uh, medieval show.
3: You're going to finance me, Sandra?
1: I have contacts, yes. We'll uh, we'll fix it. Thanks,
3: Heats. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> we'll figure
2: that, it out. The wimple industry will fund you. Oh, yeah.
3: Big wimple. Yeah. <laughs> Big wimple. <laughs> Wimple's a great word as well.
2: <laughs> it's great. It's fun to say.
3: Thanks for, thanks for allowing me that little tangent, fellas. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, yes. And a bunch of the cast were actually comedic TV, like children presenter actors from Poland. Cute. And because they were cast, uh, the fans of the books got angry at that and they actually went to the street and protested. <laughs>
3: Because they're like, you're not hardcore enough to be Jaskier or whatever the fuck. I'm assuming it was Jaskier. I know? think
1: it was him and um, a bunch of, yeah, like the bad guys.
3: Hilarious.
1: Which is, yeah, very, very funny. But anyway, people hated this movie. It doesn't have a Rotten Tomatoes score because, like, it's just not on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but people hated it. They said that it was just a bad, confusing trailer for a TV show. <laughs>
3: that is actually pretty apt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um, They praised the actors and the music though, but Mm. but everything else was pretty heavily criticised, especially the effects.
3: Hey, I love those effects.
2: Oh wow, Zach, you found the fucking Wikipedia page? Yep. Yeah, I did my research. Don't know about you, buddy.
3: It's a tomato though. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's got one review, which is a tomato, so that's what hundred percent? That's hundred
1: percent, and then twenty five percent from the audience.
3: <laughs> Amazing.
1: While it is confusing, the te- and the television quality is readily apparent. The Hexa entertains.
3: Well, that's nice. Thanks, Bobby lepier <laughs>
1: Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. And 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 yeah. In retrospect, this movie's become the butt of a lot of jokes about how Polish entertainment is not very good. Aww.
3: Oh, that's sad. They were doing their best. Hey, can I say though the the sets. Like, some of those sets were a major vibe. Yeah. Like, the one thing I would give this movie is that it managed to be super Polish. And, like, <laughs> I don't think the Netflix show. Genuinely, the Netflix show looks like it's on sound stages, but these guys had legit castles and they were yeah, filming yeah. them. Mm. And that was pretty sick.
2: Yeah, I like their practical effects as well. They were fun. Oh, yeah. Like, all the monsters were cool. Yeah. Well, there was. There was like, there was a worm thing that he stabbed. That was cool.
3: In the swamp, that was kind of, yeah, that was the least shit monster, I would say. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Then there was like the weird uh, tentacle beast slash spider that jumped out of the swamp at him. There were all the, um, the rat things at the end that he had to fight off. Oh, yeah, the raptor CGI things. Oh, no, that's CGI. I was going to get to the CGI. (laughs) Yeah, I have
3: so many snarky comments about the effects, but I'll save that till we're going through.
2: Yeah, all right. Well, then we will jump
1: right to that uh, before I quickly mention uh, that this movie cost 19 million Polish zlotys, which is around uh, 4.9 million USD, although I think that's the budget... For the entire season. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: Right. Yeah. So we're seeing a fraction of that.
1: Uh, and there is, of course, one tagline. Uh, not on IMDb. I found this on Letterboxd, so I don't know how accurate it is. But the tagline is: "Destiny is a double-edged
2: sword."
3: Uh, hey, that's pretty good.
2: That's there. Yeah. That's that's not bad. It's pretty good for The Witcher.
3: Like, if the Netflix show used that, you'd be like, "That's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, Netflix. I don't know why you're using taglines now Netflix, but
0: yeah, sure.
3: Netflix should take that on.
0: Attention all citizens. We are currently pursuing two individuals I believe are in the country under false pretenses. These undesirables are easily discernible by their unkempt appearances, their tendency to break into song, and their instrument.
3: Did you need to bring the guitar? She's a beauty, isn't she? I call her Fred. Really, I'm going to Melbourne. Melbourne via Rottnest Island. Is that so hard to believe?
0: This isn't a charity, you know. I don't tolerate name calling, you bloody Darrow. Welcome to Australia. This is all your fault. Ah, oh, the nerve of some people. All right, you unlovable ship weasel. Now it's personal. Coming soon a story about going home. Facing your past and the music you make along the way. You, Fred,
3: and the Road Ahead. Streaming soon, where you get your podcasts. Why do I get the impression no one here likes me? You must be very observant.
1: All right, let's get into the plot of of this movie. Uh, once again, there are parts of this film that are just episodes of the show that you should go and watch. <laughs> so um, maybe we won't go through the plot like beat for beat, but there's definitely some some stuff to mention. But let's if- go
3: close enough that we can put in all our snarky comments.
1: I think that's a good idea. But yeah. we,
3: you know, broad strokes.
1: Uh, it opens with something that we don't see in the Netflix show, which is Geralt's backstory.
3: Polish bongos.
1: Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: right, right, yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page here.
3: Yeah, Polish yep. bongos. That's yep, my yep, yep. very first note. And then my second note is, I keep, expen- I keep expecting Monty Python subs. <laughs> <laughs> because it does like, Right?
1: That, yeah, true. Actually true. Think
3: about it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it looks like a Monty Python
2: set.
3: Well, and like the credits in particular, very Holy Grail reminiscent.
2: You just see Geralt coming on with two coconut (laughs) 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 shells. Well, yeah, and (laughs) then
3: it's that like, you know, 80s feel, the dirty, cold medieval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they all are clearly freezing their butts off because it is clearly (laughs) Poland. Like that's one thing the Netflix show just can't. Recreate?
1: No, it can't. It's too polished. Whereas this is very Polish. <laughs>
3: yes.
1: <laughs> Woo! Oh, they include the whole thing. How he was a a, a, a rite of surprise. That's how he became a witcher.
3: Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, Sandro, because you've yes. done your research, and I'm sure you have the answer to this question available to hand. Probably. The law of surprise, very cool concept. Love it mm. in The Witcher. Historically based?
1: Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, well, I think it's just
2: for the show and the books.
3: And the book and then and the game. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool. I think it's a really fun idea.
2: Yeah, people take it seriously. Like that stuff. You know, if he's got to write a surprise, boom. That's that's what's happening. they can't. Can't touch that.
3: Although I will say people are I will say you'd think people would think twice about giving their babies away since only about twelve people live in this kingdom.
1: It's true. Yep.
3: <laughs> I mean, there is hardly anyone to play Gwent with.
1: Um, I've done a little bit more research. Okay. A little bit more research. Apparently it's mentioned in the book of Judges. <laughs> oh cool. Surprise. Nice. Uh but it's also in Salvic mythology.
3: Oh. oh cool. So it is a thing that he got from somewhere.
1: A lot of the short stories are, like, fables based off um, the old mythology and stuff. Yeah, that Mm.
3: was my impression.
1: Yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, he took that from there, too.
3: That's cool.
1: I wrote down, I love fantasy that is just people in forests wearing hot costumes.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're talking about, um, what's her face? Series (laughs) mum. Yes. Yeah, I wrote... There goes Siri, I mean Pavetta, question mark. She got a concussion Mm. and became magical.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that was something. There's a random scene where she's got magic.
3: And then I said, oh my God, I'm excited for the monsters in this movie because I knew a monster was coming. And then my next comment is, oh my god, it was the exact bargain bin Muppet I hoped for.
0: <laughs>
3: because it is.
2: It is. It was. It was. And I loved it. I was like, oh, that's great.
3: They showed it for way too long. Like, if you <laughs> wanted people to believe that that's a real thing, you needed to, like, maybe a glimpse of it. Parts
2: of oh, it. Oh, don't worry. They fixed that later on with shaky cam. And, like, cutting between (laughs) frames. And you
3: know what, Zach? It's better. (laughs) Yeah. And now what you're saying about it being a TV show makes sense. They're learning from their mistakes.
2: Yeah, yeah. The fact that it gets better as it goes on is because it was a TV show and they just got better. Although although they actually reordered this. The dragon in
1: the tv show the dragon story appears before this story
3: well that scans because the dragon is a <laughs> stinking pile of shit
1: <laughs> um
3: but we'll get to that later
1: we'll get to that uh, zach what did you think of the look of gerald when he shows up and attacks this this worm did you like that his
2: beard wasn't dyed uh- <laughs> i look look it's it's hard to say anything about how he looks knowing what we have now mm. to compare it to that feels a bit unfair but i thought he looked alright you know
3: the black babe killed me sandra i couldn't stand it <laughs> i couldn't stand it it made my skin crawl
2: i was gonna yeah i was gonna say it's a bit weird cuz isn't the whole point that he goes through a like body transformation yes So that's why his hair turns white. Yes. They literally show that as a child.
1: They do. There's flashbacks. So then why is his beard? (laughs) Maybe he colours it in.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Every morning he gets a Sharpie (laughs) and, you know, one by one. (laughs)
1: there was a random scene during the dragon story i think where like we cut to him without a beard and then we cut back and he's got the beard again
3: it's so rough
1: um yeah yeah, pavetta she's the daughter of the queen calanthe of Sintra. wants to she's got to get married but wants to hold off the wedding because of true love to a man called hedgehog
3: hedgehog of erlenwald is the only thing i have written down
1: uh he's a man who who turns into a a Hedgehog at Night. It's Beauty and the Beast. This whole story is just Beauty and the Beast. Mm. It
3: is a bit. I, I guess that was uh, the original, I think, documented fairy tale is in France, but I'm sure it, like, went around Europe, you know? Mm.
2: Oh, yeah, the story The story was just, like, around.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah it was in the, the milieu.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of the short stories, there's the one as well where he goes up into, like, the castle to... Uh fight the uh the princess who turns into a beast at night as well, which is like elements of sleeping beauty and elements of something else. Um, yeah. so a, a lot of the short stories I think are just based off old folk tales, which is which is a good way to write fantasy
3: and and it makes sense and it scans, and people love it. yeah, also there's a point where Calanthe's like, hey, I'm hiring you to deal with this hedgehog fella he they say he's a monster and that's your whole thing. so can you go deal with him for me? And, and Geralt says, I'm not a paid killer, um, which we learn is true because he seems to be an unpaid killer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, he goes up and is like, oh, hey, hedgehog guy, how's it going? And the hedgehog guy's like, uh, not great, to be honest. Mm. I was meant to marry that chick and now she's getting married to someone else. And he's like, ah, I see well I won't kill you today bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just leaves yeah the, the hedgehog uh
1: guy is like um oh I saved uh, her dad in a battle mm. and and was given the right of surprise so therefore I must marry the firstborn daughter mm. which is a decision for a king to make
2: yeah the right I mean his life was saved so like it 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 seems like. A fair-ish exchange? I don't know. But, yeah, as a king. Look, all all I'm saying is, like, you got Hedgehog, mm-hmm. right? He's a
1: hairy boy. He turns into a wolf, kind of.
3: I have a Hedgehog has the appearance of a hedgehog.
1: Yeah, has the appearance of a hedgehog. Mm. Um, some could say he's a werehog. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar to a werewolf. Uh, who falls in love with um with someone's daughter? Do- oh my God! It's Jacob and Renesetha.
3: Th- oh Nessie. no,
2: <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't want to think about it. No, please.
3: Oh, I forgot you guys are fans now.
2: Yeah, huge fans. Loved it.
3: And there's this bit where he's in, I think he's in Hedgehog's Castle and they like come for him a little bit or like surrounding him and he's sitting down and he just swings his sword around without even taking it out of the scabbard.
2: Oh, yeah, that's funny. And
3: I'm like, what is going on, Hexer? This is bananas.
2: Well, they're all a bit scared of him because he is a... A hexer. Yeah.
3: You're going to be scared of a sword that's still in its scabbard.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think they're scared of the sword. I think they're scared of him. So as soon as yeah. he starts swinging, they're like, fuck this shit. Like, people know that a hexer, at least these people, because they're not country bumpkins. They're castle people. They know you how. You
3: are asking me to suspend a lot of disbelief <laughs> right know, now. I know, I know.
2: I'm being kind to this film. I think I have a soft spot for this film. Fair enough.
3: Now that I know it's essentially made by, like, their version of play school people. Yes. I'm definitely feeling warm to it. So Hedgehog, this guy, he uh, has, the, like I said, the appearance of a hedgehog. He wears this helmet that has spikes all over it, which is pretty uh, apt. And I've written here, I want to see his face. Mm. And then I did get to see his face. And I wrote, Oh, it was normal.
1: Oh, yeah. The first time that he takes off the helmet.
3: Yeah, so it turns out it's like a Shrek and Fiona situation. He is only a monster in the nighttime.
1: But we do see his transformed face, and I thought it was probably the best effect of the movie. Oh,
3: yeah, it was practical. It
1: was all practical. It was probably good.
3: Yeah, little did I know when I wrote down Hedgehog's name in delight that he would feature so greatly in the story.
1: We don't get to see, well, one of my favourite parts of this story is all the random noblemen trying to win Pavetta's hand and just being really corny and dumb. It's very funny in the Netflix show and in the book, uh, but they completely skip over that for for this, which is a shame. Also, the room where they hold that ceremony in that later becomes... um, you know, there's like an action scene that we'll talk about. But the room where they hold that in, in the books, it's like a giant chamber. In the Netflix show, it's a giant chamber. In this, it's a side room <laughs> in, a, in a house. <laughs> huh. <laughs> but yeah, Pavetta uh, is also cursed and she starts doing magical stuff and things and Geralt has to throw w- w- balls of light
2: at her to stop them. Well, uh, well... Hedgehog gets attacked by everyone after they see his face. They're like, "Holy shit, this guy's ugly as fuck. Let's kill him."
3: Yeah, I was in fear for Hedgehog's life.
2: You, you do. You feel bad for Mister, Mister Hedge.
3: And then yeah, she starts screaming, and they put like a fun little uh, effect on her voice, like a banshee vibe. Dude, yeah, yeah. And then when the beat drops, dude.
2: It was very dramatic. I, I wrote, I wrote down. Oh damn, the shit just hit the fan real hard.
3: And then they're all like. Thank you so much, Witcher, for everything you've done. And I'm over here like, what exactly did he do, (laughs) (laughs)
2: though? He just threw balls of light at her. (laughs) Yeah, he threw balls of light. Uh, And the court mage, he also did that. But, like, it was mostly Geralt throwing the balls of light.
1: And Hedgehog is like, what can we do? I want to thank you, I'm human now, because I've got true love and all that. And Geralt's like, I invoke the law of surprise. And then Pavetta's like, "Oh no, I'm actually pregnant, actually." So that's a bit. Oh, uh, Gerald
2: gets a kid. Yeah, dude. Do, does the right of surprise always give you a kid? It
3: seems that way.
2: I've seen it twice here in this one movie, and I'm taking this as complete canon yeah. of how it works. You just get a child from the it.
1: surprise is like you. Yeah, you save or you help someone, and then when you go and visit them, however many years later. Uh, the thing that they didn't have previously—it's like if you find something new in the house, it's yours, right? Mm. And it just always happens to be a child in this universe. So, yeah, yeah.
3: People be having babies.
1: Look, there's not much else to do.
3: They don't have TV.
1: That's true. They do have Dandelion playing uh, on the. Oh no, it's Yasker in this again. That's right. That's only really in the books that he's yes, yeah. Dandelion. But yeah.
3: You mean dandelion?
1: Uh, is it not
3: dandelion?
1: It's dan. D- it's pronounced dandelion in some things.
3: That's so whack.
1: <laughs> it's very odd. All right. Look, the translation across the board for the Witcher is all over the place. I like dandelion though.
3: Dandelion.
2: That sounds like that guy fucks. You know, he does canonically. <laughs> yeah.
3: But we get sweaty old Yaskia. I
1: his
2: songs were kind of good
3: they weren't that bad
2: yeah yeah i thought the music was pretty good when you had the whole like galloping away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look it's no toss a
1: coin to your witcher but it's you know it's pretty it's pretty bloody good i'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much uh Geralt, then he meets jackdaws Jack he jackdaws he's a man he's got two amazonian women warriors yeah what what is this in the book yep what the what I think it's in the show too, isn't it? It's in the Netflix show that this guy has Yeah, there. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, but like, in the show, I was like, what? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy?
1: This is, yeah, this is the dragon story, where there's a big hunt for a big dragon that, has, mm. uh, th- that is hiding in a mountain. And um, all these different factions team up to go and kill it and take its its gold or whatever, right? And Geralt's like, no, dragons are intelligent. They are the wonders of nature. I I do not kill them, but he's hired to go along.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Sandy, did you think the dragon was a wonder of nature when you first saw it? So...
3: I was excited to see the huge dragon. (laughs) I've written here, hope it's another Muppet. (laughs) Uh, And then it, it turned out to be like ABC Kids grade CGI. Oh, yeah. Circa... 2003
2: it reminded me of uh the dragon from merlin Mm. if you guys have seen that tv show
3: we made jurassic park in 1993 by the way
2: yeah yeah
3: (laughs) something to think about (laughs) however sweaty Yaskia thinks that the dark basic dragon is beautiful and then i wrote i hope we get fire breath and then i said gas breath is fine Fire is hard to make on Windows 95, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, even for the Battle of Sintra, they try and do fire and it doesn't work, so... Mm. Well,
2: they could have done practical fire stuff, you know. We have the techno. They had the technology for that back then, you know.
1: I don't know, 2001? I don't think they had discovered fire yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well,
2: there there were torches, so I hate to disagree. Oh, actually, you got me there, don't you? (laughs) I, I, like... They did do this whole, like, lighting and snuffing out torches thing, which I thought were well-done effects. Yes. Mm. Yeah, no, the
1: dragon's, like, fucking, like, Mortal Kombat 2 level of just, this (laughs) is, what are they doing? Uh, What is this? And also, they didn't even try to hide the effect. It was just plain daylight in the middle of a field (laughs) with this giant CG dragon.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it was pretty obvious. Oh, and the
1: way that, that that they kill the dragon is, um, Jack whatever his name is
3: jack Dawes. he is the dragon right oh actually yeah you're right yeah like the dragon turns into him
1: yeah yeah in
3: an explosion of fire i think it's difficult to pass in this but i'm pretty sure from what i recall of the netflix show jack Dawes actually is the dragon so that was a transformation we were witnessing not a yeah yes
2: but the transformation looked like he just fucking <laughs> yeah,
3: it exploded,
2: like he, exploded, exploded it out he fucking
3: dynamite. <laughs> it looks like he blew up the dragon yeah
2: if I did not know that story bit from outside of it, I would have just think this man just fucking yeeted this dragon into oblivion. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, you're right. Because
1: then Geralt, he gets the um, the two women to help him out on like missions and stuff because the dragon's like, you helped me. Here, have some other help.
3: Yes. The, uh, is, is the implication that he was fucking both those women?
2: Yes. Absolutely.
3: And, and Geralt is going to, yes is the implication. Okay, sure, Austin Powers, that's fine.
1: But also Yennefer's there and uh, pretty well cast but does nothing.
3: Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. She doesn't do a single magic.
2: No, she just appears and they like have a conversation. It's like, oh yeah, remember when we fucked?
3: Yeah, it's not even explicitly said she's a witch, I think.
2: Oh, what about the scene where there's like
1: a rock fall and then they just cut to like later in the episode where Yennefer's
2: hanging off a cliff, even though they were on the ground when that rock fall started. <laughs> oh dear. I didn't know what the fuck was happening in that scene.
3: You know what? That's a good catch. But in their defense, me, the lowest common denominator, didn't notice. I was like, oh, she must have been knocked down the cliff by the rocks.
1: Anyway, this is when I started writing down what the fuck a bunch of times because this is when the the story goes out the window. So he goes back to Calanthe's castle, Mousetrap is there and is like, yeah, uh, Pavetta and Hedgehog died at sea.
3: Yeah, that's my favourite line in the movie, by the way. (laughs) Pavetta and Hedgehog perished at sea. Oh,
2: oh, one of mine was uh, at the start where they go, is he a hexer? And the guy goes, Yes. (laughs) I was ju- I was just like that's the take they went with anyway.
3: Some things Zach are high stakes, and sometimes, <laughs> but on other times you are dubbing a weird Polish movie.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah. Look, look, their asses were freezing. I understand. They wanted to take one take and then get the fuck out of there. You know. Yeah, I, I can respect it.
1: And then he's like, I don't want a kid. I could come here and take Siri, but I'm not gonna. I'm a witcher. I'm out of here. And then he leaves. And then Sintra just burns. Yeah. We don't even see the attack.
3: No, we just see the fire just appears.
1: And the Nilfgaard Emperor's like... Uh, I've taken Sintra, but the princess Siri is probably alive. I'm sending out that guy, the bald guy. He's the bad guy now. He's gonna go investigate everything, and I'm here, and I'm like, the timeline
2: is fucked at this point. Yeah, <laughs> there is yeah. no redemption. Well, he's he's a witcher as well, right? He's gone through the same process, so he would technically age like Geralt. So he would be also. He would also be. Uh- Wait but he doesn't have white hair
1: because he's bald, yes. but his beard is black like Geralt, so at least that's consistent throughout
2: them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I guess the formula doesn't affect beards, apparently, question mark, don't question it. So, in the books... Uh, and I hate to be this guy, but Geralt and Siri me
3: Don't lie to our faces, Sandra. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I hate to be this guy, he says as he does it for the uptipped guy.
3: Yeah, you love to be this guy. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Now that we've all now that we understand each other, you may proceed.
1: So they meet in the Brooklyn Forest, and then after the attack on Sintra, Geralt and Ciri keep missing each other in, like, the short story, until we get to the end of the movie where he finds her in some random house. And it's like, Destiny, whoa, this is crazy. Um, In this, he gets injured and goes to a temple, which happens in the short story Something More. And Siri's just there and they meet. And I'm like, oh, what? Mm. <laughs> this is odd. Um, and he doesn't know who she is at first until the person who was taken in orphans and everything because of this attack tells him, Oh yeah, that's just the princess. Mm. And he's like, Oh no, I'm meant to take care of her. It's like destiny's trying to tell me that,
2: that she's my kid, so I'ma leave. If- yeah, because the whole thing is he's he he doesn't want to take care of her he doesn't want this destiny bullshit that it's throwing at him
1: exactly yeah no he doesn't want to pay for this kit so he just um, yeah
2: he doesn't want to pay child support yeah no he gets out of there he gets out of there uh and then uh the bad guy comes in and is like hey i'm gonna take the princess and burn everything burn
1: everything none none of this happens in the book so from this point onwards it was all like original stuff but i was like this feels like it's this feels like this happens in book four. So what what are they doing? And I just got very confused and annoyed. So I put the film on three times speed <laughs> to
2: just make things up. Oof,
1: savage. That was my journey with this. What did you think of this whole part, Sandy?
3: I have, uh, I'm leaving for far off lands, maybe forever, which is me every time I leave work. uh and yeah my i mean my main comment is gosh they're really speeding through the plot hey because i really was starting to lose track it was at this point i was trying to figure out how many baldies there were and which ones were (laughs) evil the blindfold scene is kind of fun yeah
2: it still has a lot of time to faff around though
1: Oh, there, there's, like, a two-minute long, like, long shot of him just walking around a room.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's that, here's the thing, though. Here's the lesson. You've got to make time to faff around, you know? <laughs> your time is your own. Leonardo da Vinci had the exact same amount of hours in the day mm. uh, as you do. Moral of the story, make time to faff around and walk around a castle.
1: Yeah. mm uh, so yeah, the bad guys take Ciri while Geralt's off in a pub hunting monsters and stuff. Uh, then we get the whole story with Ren Fury, who I think is like episode two of the Netflix show. She's the witch. Mm,
3: she, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, we like her.
1: Yeah, no, we do. Mm. We do in the Netflix show. She's cool. Um. In yeah, this
3: too this, is kind of nothing, but she's still hot. Yeah. <laughs> she had that going for her.
1: Yeah, no, I love, I love that character and that story that she's a part of because it's all about, you know... Geralt's like, no, I won't attack her because, like, humans and things. There's some nuance that I'm just not <laughs> explaining right now. Mm. But yeah, in this, though, they say that she works for Nilfgaard and she burned down the temple Yeah, that Siri was in. What?
3: Wait, well, that was her? I thought that was the bald guy.
1: I think it was both of them. I think they tried to make oh. a connection that they were in league with each other. They were
2: saying she worked for him. I see. Which was very confusing. And I was like, I'm not sure if that's correct. No. But I'm not going to bring it up because I can't remember if that's a thing. So I'm glad you brought it up because I was very confused. It's definitely not. But also, I guess make
1: it, it... Like, it works, but it also changes her whole, like, reason for doing things. Yeah. And kind of changes why Geralt decides to fight her in the first place too, because it's not that she's terrorizing the village and killing like innocent people, it's that she's working with Nilfgaard. And I'm like, okay.
2: Oh, and, and she burnt down the temple, right? So she is terrorizing innocent people just differently.
1: Uh, so yeah, they have a big fight and we finally see Geralt take some of the Hexer potions and his
2: eyes go black and he goes yes. crazy. His eyes are pretty good. I like that effect. I was like, oh shit, shit's gone down. Yeah. And by shit, I mean her. She gets wrecked.
3: Yeah.
1: What did you think of this action scene? And just all the action scenes in general, Sandy, they do kind of feel like just people wailing around with swords and then like clashing sound effects.
3: Yeah, I felt like he wasn't super good at fighting. And then when we had this sword fight with her, I was like, Oh, now we get some fighting. So that was nice.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty Um good I
3: wasn't ready for Siri wearing like a leather balaclava. That was quite upsetting <laughs> and seemed like it was out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> that was a very odd moment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote that down.
3: <laughs> wasn't really ready for that. Um but yeah, otherwise, uh, what point does he go down into the like the basement?
1: Yeah, well, he does that fight with Renfrey, and then the fight with the bald guy, which is where Ciri runs away. Oh, he says th- the line, um, the bad guy is like, to enter my compound, you must need passwords and responses. And Geralt's like, I fuck your passwords and responses, which I thought was very funny.
3: Because uh, Geralt
1: mm. does fuck everything.
3: And sh- as is his right and <laughs> duty, yeah.
1: But yeah, he goes down into the um the dungeon and that's that like long tracking scene of just him walking around a room that goes on forever.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he hits a torch with his cloak, I think.
1: Oh, does he?
3: Doesn't he, like, flip his cloak out of the way and it literally, like, hits the flaming torch? And I was like, this man is a mess. Like, (laughs) and an OHNS nightmare.
2: That was another thing I wrote down where it's like, that's the take they went with.
3: I was like, Geralt, where are your witches like, senses, dude? (laughs) Like, put yourself together.
2: They're too busy searching for Siri, you know? Mm -hmm.
3: Jesus, like, it didn't catch on fire, but it might have. But... Here's one thing, fun fact, that while he's kind of wandering around through this dark basement or whatever, and you're like, I'm bored, what you didn't notice, Sandro,
0: Yes.
3: in the background is a Judas Cradle. Do you know what a Judas Cradle is?
1: Judas Cradle. I, that sounds familiar, but I'm, I am unfamiliar. What is it?
3: Give it a quick Google.
1: Uh, the torture device?
3: Yeah, baby. He walks past one of those. So it's, like, there's definitely, like... And there's, like, a few pliers and things as well. So you're, like, oh, what's happening in this town?
1: Mm. You know? I kind of wish that was
2: expanded on a little
1: bit.
3: Yeah, well, you're you're not in luck, (laughs) because...
2: Well, seeing as they they gave that mask to Siri, oh I think my I know God. what's going down. She's she was torturing people. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying she was getting involved. Good lord, give
3: me your thumbs. Yeah, um,
2: cool. No, but I'm just saying I know what they were up to before they got involved. Yeah, that guy with the whip. Mm. Oh, whip, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 that guy. He he knew what was up.
1: Well, there is a point in the story where siri joins like a fighting ring uh but that's not now but maybe they were like Mm. leaning on that for inspiration
3: she's still six yeah
1: Geralt, he then sells out the bald guy to another bald guy and they kill the bald guy. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. this guy's the villain for season two, but that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's what they were doing.
3: Oh, can I tell you? So there's a point, sort of after all this, where my audio cut out.
1: Mm, that was the same for me.
3: Yeah. So I'm going to give you my interpretation of what happened during this part where I couldn't hear the dialogue.
1: I should quickly say that um, the... Uh, this You can't buy this movie anywhere. It's only available on YouTube for free, uploaded by, like, some Polish film archive channel. Uh, and, yeah, the audio cuts out on that version. Which is a
2: shame.
3: So this is what happens. Geralt ditches Jaskier, yeah. Uh and comes upon a cute young hermit. He asks if the hermit wants to hang out. The hermit says no, <coughs> but his dad has been looking to make friends lately. Uh. Geralt links up with the hermit's dad and they discuss going tobogganing. They eventually decide against it and part ways as friends. And then the audio came back. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh yeah. I was just trying to remember. Oh yeah, he has a conversation with the red sorry, the dad. And yeah. they were gonna go to bargaining, but Yeah, um, they're in
3: the snow, but then they like, they yeah, they're like, Oh, like the snow, I mean, you know, maybe it's gonna be dangerous on the ice or whatever. So Yeah,
2: yeah, it's starting to warm up a bit, so they part ways. Yeah, I remember that, yeah.
3: And then people continue to give away children willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> yeah.
2: shows up to the dad's house
1: and uh they've adopted Siri. Yeah. And he's like, Well, guess she's mine now, and a
3: movie i will take this yeah all right great work everyone keen for season two yep and that's it
1: and that's it that is actually pretty accurate to what that story was meant to be as well <laughs> <Sandy>. so, like,
3: <laughs> really is it
1: it's more like after the after the attack on Sintra. yeah he just kind of hangs out with this guy and his and his uh <laughs> his wagon and they talk about heaps of deep things. That's nice. And then eventually go back to his house. Like tobogganing. Like,
3: yeah, like tobogganing. Tobogganing, yeah.
1: So that's the movie The Hexer, Wiseman, or, or The Witcher, depending on what you want to call it. Yeah. Is this an oldie or a goodie
2: or worse, Sandy? It's
3: definitely an oldie. It's yeah. just everything about it is old.
2: Yeah, this is 2001, but it feels like an 80s film, as you keenly pointed out.
3: It does. It's
2: also really long. Like, obviously it's a...
1: 13-episode TV show condensed into two hours, so it's not that long, but it feels long. I, like, Zach, we've done a lot of terrible movies this year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of movies that got the uh, the Go to Jail Award, um, the Nauseous Award, even, <laughs> uh, the January Movie Award, but, like, out of all of them, I would re-watch all of them before
2: re-watching this. Oh, really? Wow.
3: Yeah, it's just not interesting enough.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just watch a different form of this book series <laughs> i would it, like there's no reason for me to watch this specific one when there's other options yeah specifically well
3: that's just it isn't it yeah i i
2: would give this an oldie i'd give this an oldie like it's not bad it's not good it's just it's just a bit old yeah i don't want to really like put down
1: the production yeah because like They meant well.
3: A lot of it's not their fault, yeah, I feel like. And their castles are pretty cool. And more people should film in Polish castles, I feel like. And the real witches should take a page out of the Hex's book and use some Polish sets and landscapes. Yes. Because I definitely felt like that Polishness, the realness uh, coming from the landscapes and locations and sets. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Did they did they actually release the these as episodes? They
1: did. I don't know where they are. There might be a box set that you can find on Amazon for yeah. three hundred dollars, uh, <laughs> but I I don't know where to watch it. Um, I don't think that's a one is on YouTube, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, if I had the time and effort, I I would be willing to watch these as like episodes because I feel like you know they would have looked a lot better for them and it would have made a lot more sense.
0: Hi, I'm Jacob Gerstel, and welcome to Tales from the Witcher. This podcast chronicles original short stories written by me and set in Andrzej Sapkowski's Witcher universe. The stories themselves are based on the adventures of my Witcher tabletop role playing group that I run weekly for my friends. I novelize what happens after each session and record them here for you to enjoy. I have a lot of free time on my hands. We'll follow the exploits of a stoic bear school witcher, an alcoholic elven sorcerer, a resourceful craftsman, and a lively bard, as they try to stay alive during the Third Northern War. There's action and adventure, magic in the mundane, scheming and politics, elves and dwarves, war and peace, and, because it's the Witcher, a touch of philosophy. If you're a fan of the Witcher universe, serialized audiobooks, tabletop actual play reports, or fantasy in general, then this podcast is for you. I'll see you every Wednesday on The Continent.
1: All right, so there is no sequel to this. There is a TV show, but I I, I think the final scene of the movie is the final scene of the TV show. So that means that we've got to do a duty, a service... Oh, absolutely. ...for this film and come up with our own sequel. Even though there is a story, it's season two of the Netflix show, but... But we're going to come up with our own version. And it's not just going to be a sequel, Sandy, because it's 2001 and sequels are old news. So what's it going to be? We're all, we're all about crossovers now.
3: Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no.
1: I've got a random number generator. It's going to give me the number of an episode that we've done here on the show. We've got to come up with a crossover between the movie from that episode and the
2: film that we just talked about, The Witcher.
3: Okay, I'm not going to lie to you fellas. I haven't watched most of these movies. <laughs>
2: oh yeah that that's right you don't need to know the movie you just need to get it by context
1: yes uh all right we've got episode number 105 which is a year in review episode fuck all right hang on let me get another number
2: <laughs> yeah yeah let's try a different one uh
1: 173 which is the sylvester stallone racing movie driven <laughs> <laughs> the F1 movie that is awful and no one should watch it.
2: Hey, but there's awful CGI in that one oh, as it well. There is
1: awful CGI in the movie Driven, that's correct. And
2: awful CGI flames.
3: Okay, so I'm thinking, guys, like, Geralt steps through some kind of a portal, maybe Siri screams and a portal opens up and he steps right into, like, the co- cockpit of, uh, of a banging Ferrari.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And using his Witcher powers, he's able to figure out how to drive that Ferrari.
1: Mm. Yeah,
3: And he wins.
1: And he wins. Oh, but, but there's a monster that's preying on F1 drivers.
3: Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he wants to try and escape back through the portal, but he feels obligated to stay until he's sorted out this monster problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But as
3: he gets there, he gets addicted to winning. You know, <laughs> he gets addicted to winning.
2: Yeah. I feel like he's got to team up with Stallone to defeat this mysterious monster.
1: Yeah, well, first he sleeps with Stallone.
3: Okay. Great idea. Great idea. A lot of
1: shirtless scenes, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also like 2001 Stallone, so I don't know if we want to see him shirtless. But anyway. Most of the
3: movie they both spent shirtless. Yes. Like, he was mid-bath when he accidentally portaled in. <laughs> yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah, You know how he loves to take baths.
2: Absolutely. I'm just imagining him in a loincloth for like 90% of this (laughs) film. Like he's popped out of the bath and like the whole time he's just asking people for clothes, but they just ignore him. And it's like, there's a fucking dragon attacking, you know? You gotta help. Oh, and he wins. He's neck
1: and neck with like the competitor driver, but then he puts his sword out the front of the car
3: and that crosses the finish
1: line first. (laughs) And he wins.
3: Yes, I love it. And then it would be yeah, and the tagline would be like racing. It's a double-edged sword, <laughs> <laughs> or winning maybe.
1: Winning is a double-edged sword. Uh, now, Zach, I I messaged you this morning, uh, being like, "Hey, there's no Rotten Tomatoes page for this, so if for raving reviews, I guess go to Letterboxd, But you found the Rotten Tomatoes page,
2: yes? Um, because I'm I'm not a coward. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for mini reviews. Oh, mini reviews.
3: Because there's not very many of them.
2: Yeah, because there wasn't very many of them. Uh, It's a part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes, and unlike Sandro, I find the Exa Rotten Tomatoes page. (laughs) I go to the audience reviews. This time I have a good excuse for going to the audience reviews because there's only one, like, critic review. Although there weren't that many audience reviews either. So I'm just doing a little mini one. Normally I have, like, six reviews. I've only got four here.
1: Okay. And is one of them made up by you?
2: Yes. The twist is that one of these reviews is made up by me. As a bonus point, you guys have to figure out which one I came up with.
3: Okay, no, you. Allison
2: says, I really liked the movie, even though it didn't have great reviews. (laughs) Wait, hang on. Wait, hold on a second.
3: (laughs) I would say three stars, round three.
1: Okay, three stars. The review is: I liked the movie, but there are negative reviews for the movie.
2: Yeah, she likes it in, even though there are negative reviews. Even though, okay, okay. She looked at the reviews and she was like, "Oh, that's not that high." But then she went in and was like, "Oh, this is too bad." Ah, uh, uh, if you're gonna say three, I'll go four. Mm. But what you what you didn't account for? What she's going to then compensate for all the bad reviews by giving it five out of five. It's a five out of five. Yes, wow. I should have
1: known because like. The the Witcher, Henry Cavill, the Snyderverse fans love to compensate for bad
2: reviews by overrating them. Yes, yes, yeah, classic stuff. Andrew says the series is far more epic. This is just sublimate.
3: That person doesn't know what that word means. First <laughs> of <course>.
2: all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know what that word meant. I had to Google that word.
3: Second of all, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a one star.
2: Yeah,
1: I, it's got to be negative. I'll go to, I'll go to. I, I, I think they're slightly more
2: forgiving. Ooh, it was 1.5. Neither get a point. Uh, we have Marco, who says, man, Netflix really dropped the ball with this one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say maybe uh, that's another one star. 0.
2: 0.5. 0. 0.5. Ah, this was two out of five. Oh, oh. This was two out of five. Oh. And then uh, the final review by a guy who did not have a review name uh, says, totally messed up. Big disappointment after a wonderful book. It should be redone by someone else. The story could be a very good movie in a Lord of the Rings way. Does this guy not know?
3: Yeah, maybe he doesn't.
2: This came out in 2008. Oh, that's why. Ah, (laughs) Oh. Yes. ah. So they're probably pretty happy now.
3: I would hope so.
1: I think that's even before the first game.
3: Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for them, like, to have experienced what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, maybe like, God, I know I'm a broken record, but I'll give it another one star because a broken clock has to be right two times a day.
1: You know what? It it might be the highest end of a negative review, so I'm gonna go two point five. That's my guess.
2: Ah, uh, it was zero point five. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was the
1: most negative. <laughs> well, uh, no points given out yet, no. but but yeah. But we do have the bonus point right Bonus yeah. okay. point which is guessing which review Zach made.
3: I think you're a little clever clogs, and I feel like you would make a snarky comment like, Netflix dropped the ball on this one.
1: Yeah, that does sound like me. (laughs) I was also thinking that was yours, actually.
2: Well, you were both right.
3: It was (laughs) mine, yes. I'm
2: a snarky little boy, and I like my snarky little comments. That's
1: true. Well, there we go. One point each, which means it's a draw. Which means Sandy, you and I are both co-winners.
3: How are we going, like in terms of our streaks?
1: I don't know. I
3: forget. Okay, it does. It doesn't matter.
1: Look, you're probably going to be on the show a lot next year, and mm. um, how about we keep a running score next year?
3: <laughs> All right. It's a. It's a. What do you call it?
1: A series. But because you have won the game, Sandy, you get to plug your stuff.
3: Oh, gosh. Well, my podcast, Your Literature, is still streaming on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I assume, and wherever you get your podcasts. For those of you that live in Melbourne, I'm going to be running a uh, a live action role play event on the 20th of November uh, at Abbotsford Convent Ooh. called Confessional, which takes place sort of at the height of the Renaissance uh, in Italy, and that's going to be super fun. There's going to be lots of uh, scheming and fun things, fun games to play. If you're not, uh, if you haven't done role play before, it's actually a, a really good entry into that, so you should definitely check it out. It's MedusaRPG.com, so you can find all the info about that.
1: Awesome. So check out the podcast. Check out the roleplay event.
3: And check out yourself once in a while. Hey. You're doing all right.
1: Uh Oldie buddy goodie also on I mean all the socials. Uh at Oldie Buddy goodie pod on everything. Uh, we've got Patreon as well. Bonus episodes. Uh Zach, the next episode is on a movie called Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter that you picked. Yep. Another film only available on YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there is links to everything in the episode description um, to, yeah, all the, all, all the various things that you can follow us on. But Zach, you've got to pick what next week's episode's going to be.
2: All right. Give me the
1: dates. Tell me. What 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 have I got to pick with? What movie? Well, you've only got three movies, which is surprising considering how many options we've had over the last, like, month. Yeah, I was about to say, last week we had loads. The first movie is called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Slash Philosopher's Stone.
3: Yo! Ooh. Okay. I'm sorry, but you guys have to do that.
1: <laughs> it's about a bunch of kids who go to a school, but the school is magic and there's wizards and stuff and also an evil guy who doesn't have
2: a nose. Uh, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of magicked out after this week. Hey, <laughs> Fantasied out,
1: really. Don't be
3: a coward. <laughs> you want to get some followers or what?
2: Uh, you've got
1: Novocaine, which is a Steve Martin dark comedy. We love Steve Martin um, from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He's a dentist who is drawn into the world of drugs, sex, and murder. Laura Dern is also in that film as well. So looks kind of fun. And then your final option is called The Wash, which is an action comedy starring. Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg. So those are your three options there, Zach. I think
2: Sandy would go for Harry Potter, right?
3: Uh, absolutely. Which is fair. I have, I mean, personally, a lot to say about Harry Potter.
2: Yeah, and I would say it's the clear choice. It's definitely probably the best movie. But I've already seen that, like, three or four times.
1: That hasn't... This whole year has been you picking nostalgic movies. What are you talking
2: about? (laughs) Yeah, but, like... Everyone knows Harry Potter. Not enough people know cats and dogs.
1: No, oh, that's a good point.
2: <laughs> this show is all about exploring those hidden gems. Is it? The diamonds in the rough. Wait, you're picking the Steve Martin movie then? I'm still mad you didn't pick the Snoop Dogg movie. <laughs> I it, It's on the Patreon list. We will probably do it. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, why Why wait for that, Sandro, when we can watch famous music artists try and act right now, Sandro? Oh,
1: God, you're picking The Wash with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. <laughs>
3: yeah! Yeah! I will never understand you.
1: <laughs> That's, that is a <laughs> choice. I mean, I'm, I kind of hate talking about Harry Potter, so part of me is glad you didn't pick that, but also... <laughs> We could have gotten Sandy back to talk about Harry Potter, but Sandy's definitely... Well,
3: look, I guess you just missed that chance, (laughs) haven't you? Oh, no! What have I done? You've made your bed. It's time to lie in it. No!
1: For episode 202, it's a Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg buddy action film. Uh, (laughs) Fucking great. All right, let's wrap it up with the best quote from the Hexer. Do you have a quote that you liked, Sandy?
3: Pavetta and Hedgehog perished at sea. (laughs) Yep. That's a good one. Out of context, pretty great.
1: My favorite quote is, uh, I fuck your passwords and responses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, mine, mine was very similar. Mine was, I'd tap that CGI dragon.
3: Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> Wait, 2001, the year of Eddie Murphy and dragon and Yassica and CGI dragon.
3: How about, mm. wow, same year, that blows my little mind. <laughs>